0: Gentlemen, welcome to the City Geek, Country Geek, DC Comics Podcast, episode number 73. My name is Gareth Oliver. I'm coming to you from the beautiful Grampians here in Western Victoria. Uh, I am joined this week, once again, by Mr. Paul Casey. How are you, Paul?
1: Here I am. Uh, I'm here. I was just telling to Gareth uh, off-air that when you're in sales, the last couple of days of the month... Is always, insane, as you and your sales team get the whatever you can get before the end of the month closes. So it all goes towards your target for that month, and it has been insane. It's been insane in the Zap world this week.
0: So you're busier than normal, even.
1: Yes, way busier than normal. So I'm I'm tired. I'm 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 exhausted. So we were also talking be before air. If all goes to plan, this is going to be a short show.
0: Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Because I'm tired and exhausted. I don't know if people can hear it, but I've had like a, just a nasty cold all week, and you might be able to hear it in my voice. It's not my my tones aren't as dulcet as normal.
1: Your normal mellifluous tones are are just not there.
0: No, we've been struggling all week, and um, I also broke my toe during the week. So,
1: whoa, what?
0: Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm doing this podcast laying on the couch, my foot up.
1: Oh, okay. Um. Yeah.
0: So yeah, Tuesday so night. was it,
1: did you even get a, did did you get a cool story out of it?
0: Not really. Not really. Oh. Um, I was just telling the truth. I said, what happened? How'd you break your toe?" I'm like, well, I kicked a rock. Cool story, bro. It's not. It's not that cool of a story. I'd gotten home from work and I was out. I was, I was mucking around with the dog, and then I'm like, "I don't like you stinging nettles that are growing up out of my garden." I'm, I'm going to kick them out because I don't have gloves to pull them out. And so I was mucking around with the dog, and I leaned back and I went to kick, and it, it was like I was a soccer goalie and I was about to kick the ball right like down the other end after I just made a save. I really went back into it. Like, if I was playing football, it would have gone 50 metres. And I missed what I was aiming for and hit a rock that's probably about a foot long and up, you know, four inches thick. Um, and so, was in the world of pain, but i tell you what I did. I then went and split some wood, because that's what we country. Uh-huh. We're tough. And and I I did a little bit of stuff around the house, and then I, only later that night I was laying here on the couch, watching TV, and my and my daughter sort of brushed past my foot, and I just felt pain shoot right up my leg. I'm like, yeah, I better go to the hospital.
1: And and did you actually go to the, go to the hospital? Hospital. Yeah. No, jeez.
0: Well, it was like you know, eight o'clock at night. So I went to the hospital, drove myself in because you know even though my right my right foot is my driving foot I I can still I could still use you know side the side of my foot that I didn't you know put foot to rock with to operate the accelerator and the brakes so I d- took myself in hopped into the um to the outpatients at the East Grinstead health center which is are at the hospital and um, I was in there, and they said, "Yep, used to be broken." Uh, I said, "Okay, well, I can't really walk on it. Um, have you guys got crutches?" And like, "Yeah, how tall are you?" I am like, oh, "I am about six foot one." And they're like, "Yeah, we don't have any in your size." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> seriously, <laughs> that's what they said. We don't have any. Don't have any for someone your size. So I don't know. I had to hire crutches from the chemist, and like, and I had to wait until the next day to do that. And they didn't even X-ray. It because they just said, they said to me, oh, we can't do any extra till Monday. And I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just leave it. I'm just going to... I went to work the next day, because I had meetings. I had to go to work. But then I had Thursday off. And I went to work today, but it's fine, because I was in the office all day. So I've kept off my foot. It's it's okay. I should be right to go to uh, to Melbourne tomorrow for the last home and away game for the storm. So um, I'll be fine. I just yeah have, have been going shoeless as much as possible this week that's
1: rough you did they didn't they didn't give you a big moon boot
0: no they strapped it up and they put a um uh bandage around it and that was it and said they gave oh. me some panadol and Eurofine. and and I'm like I don't need it because I've had 26 times and every tattoo makes you 10% tougher is that a fact? Yeah. It's a fact. It's 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 true, apparently. So I'm I'm twenty six thirty percent tougher than the regular person.
1: Than all you well, clean skins great. out there. Well that's great. I'm gonna have to ask one of my friends who's a who's a who's a tattoo artist if that's if that's an actual thing. An actual fact.
0: And they'll say yes.
1: I'll bet
0: it is. Yes, Paul. That's that's true. And you know that isn't even my biggest news this week. My biggest. More. New, oh, this is this is bigger news. So, I, I have mentioned once or twice on this show my little Celtic punk, my monthly podcast where I, I play Celtic punk and that sort of genre of music. Well, tomorrow at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon, like well, to one o'clock Australian Eastern Time, is the debut of the weekly. Celtic Punkcast show on bluesandrootsradio.com dot
1: Woo! That actually is is amazing news.
0: That is huge news. Um, so I have recorded a couple of shows for it already just to uh, just to pull the curtain back. Let's let's let people know how the sausage is made this week. Um, so I have done a couple of shows, and the uh, the uh, the pilot episode will be tomorrow. So if you want to listen, bluesandrootsradio.com Click on the uh, blues the our Essentials link, or check out the schedule because it'll be repeated a couple of times during the week. If you miss it tomorrow, so that's going to be every every week. I'll have a show on air as in addition to doing the monthly podcast, which I'll be as part of the Champagne Podcasting Network. In addition to this,
1: you are you are a busy fella.
0: I am For sure. I am. You know, I actually got a bit freaked out the other week because I um I was on the Blues and Roots Facebook page. And I, I went on to the, to the latest blog entry because apparently people update blogs. People who aren't us update their blogs. And they said, oh, yeah, we've had to upgrade and go to the two the two channels because they've got two channels on this radio um, because our servers couldn't handle the amount of traffic. They were having up to 10,000 listeners at a time. So that's freaked me out a little bit because I, I, I get surprised when this podcast has 10 listeners. Okay, so this week we're going to do something a little bit different because it was an annuals week, so there wasn't many books. I only got one, Paul got two. Um, We're going to do our comic reviews first. We're going to get them done out of the way so that we can finish the show on a high note with This Week in Bigfoot. So Paul, you got the Dark Side special, so you want to have a chat about that.
1: Yes, I did. So I got uh, I got the Dark Side Special Number One. So this is another of the uh, of of the Jack Kirby one shots that are coming out this month from from DC. It's called The Resistance. Was Mark Evanier artist? Was Scott Collins colorist? Was Dave McCaig, lettered by a Larger World's Troy Petri. So the name Mark Evanien, Ev, Evanier Evanier, if he's French, well, I'm not sure um, that name stuck out me. I came I came across that name a little earlier in the week he just happened to be a close friend of Jack Kirby's and actually wrote Jack Kirby's official biography a few years ago so I'm not sure how old he is uh he's young enough to still be writing a, a feature-length comic so that's really cool so the this issue is basically the story of a ragtag group of freedom fighters on Apocalypse who have escaped from the, uh, from grating goodness. And we have three of them. And there's a bit of a love triangle that happens between all three of them. The, the start of the story chronicles their escape from the orphanage. They eventually are being hunted down by the forces of dark side and dark side calls upon three Furies. We have Lashina, um, uh Mad Harriet and Stompa, who I've heard before, but I want to read more of Stompa. She I've I've never heard of her before, but she her power is that she wears really big boots and she has really heavy footsteps. How cool of a power is that?
0: Mm. Like Doc and, and and
1: Yeah, yeah, like Doc Martin. So yeah, when I mean big boots, I don't mean like superhero woman boots with uh, with a giant Impractical heels, I mean like giant mud stomp and boots. And so Darkseid sends Lashina, Mad Harriet, and Stomp to find this group of freedom fighters because he mentions the last person who escaped from the orphanage has caused him nothing but trouble all these years, and he's of course referring to Mr. Miracle. Mm-hmm. So our, our resistance team, our freedom fighters, are on the run from Darkseid. Uh, they can only stay a couple of nights in any one location. Um, the weakest member of the group is is picked off by the Furies, taken to Darkseid. He quite easily... The other Furies go and take them. The story was really, really good up until the last two pages, where uh, her power, uh, her, her plan, sorry, is to take a mother box... Hit the record button and get Darkseid to admit on tape that she's going to release to the to the other citizens of Apocalypse that Darkseid is really just a big mean bully who's afraid of the population. And he basically does that without any prodding. No yeah. And there we go, and there we go. So he says, Every night I dream horrible, soul shaking visions, as do all of whom can be there can never be enough power or enough control. But I don't have a solution to that. So all I have to do is just be more powerful and more mean to my population. She then throws her mother box out the window where her comrade gets it and uh, somehow uses the apocalyptic Wi-Fi, which is probably better than the Wi-Fi that we are currently using, (laughs) uh, to uh, release that to the population. And we're left with sort of a cliffhanger but not about how the population will eventually rise up and uh, not fear Darkseid anymore. Mm. Hmm. Sounds like I didn't miss much. Like I say, it was re- it was the first, um, the first twenty pages were actually really really interesting. And you're know, like, what would it be like to be on Darkseid's uh, to the apocalypse and be on the run from Darkseid and 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 then, like, ooh, I'm going to get him to admit on tape that he's just a big meanie. And that's going to inspire the population to rise up against him. Like, mm. okay.
0: People just okay. chuck their mother box out you know, the window. That's enough. Yeah.
1: That's enough. Of that. There's also an OMAC backup. Which really nothing happens. It just sort of reintroduces you to OMAC. And he has a little mini-adventure, and that's it. And there's a classic Jack Kirby story. The Young Gods of Supertown. I'm not going to... the Young Gods
0: of Supertown.
1: <laughs> the young gods of Supertown. Um, so it's 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 fine. It's 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 from the early seventies and just filled with fun early seventies comic comic tropes.
0: Does it have hostess ads? Does it any ads in in it in it at all? Should if it's they, if they're going to do a seventies style one, they should do it properly and have the ads for hostess Twinkies or whatever and
1: and sea monkeys.
0: Yes, yes, sea monkeys. Yep, yeah. Do it right if you're going to do it. Do it right.
1: Yeah. So. Well, that was the that was the Darkside special. The arts arts pretty good. Writing uh, was really good, and then it just becomes just good as a whole. I I'd, I'd give it a six out of ten. Mm. I probably wouldn't buy it again. Would it All be right. your
0: book of the week?
1: Uh no.
0: No. So you liked Wonder Woman better.
1: I like Wonder Woman slightly more.
0: Well, I will talk about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman on Heart of the Amazon Part Four. No single bounty hunter would be a would be enough to draw blood from Wonder Woman, which is why the Cabal, so desperate to get their hands on Amazon DNA, has sent. F- wow. So it was written by Shea Fontana, penciled <laughs> by David Messina, and. Inica Miranda, inked by both of those two, colored by Romulo Ferrada, covered by Jesus Marino, Alan P- Pasalacqua, and uh, Alex Sinclair. Um, it is Wonderman getting attacked by a bunch of mercenaries, you know, including your likes at Cheshire and Plastique and a few others who would be worth mentioning. Um, but what I will mention... Actually, first is the uh, the variance really nice in this one, um, and Dinah's fighting them off with a bit of help from Etta, and Steve Trevor's on his way. But by the time he gets there, it's all sorted. One woman and Etta, I like that all sorted out.
1: I like that Steve Trevor shaved since it, since the last arc. You don't like the beard? No, I don't. I don't like the beard. No, no, me either.
0: Actually, me either. Um, so one woman and, and Etta up, and they find out you know, who the person is that is trying to get the DNA. And Dinah says, you know what? If it's going to be easy, if it's going to save people's lives and it's going to stop all this fighting, I'm just going to go and see him and say, look, you know, I'm I'm willing to talk. And so she does. She goes and, and to give up some of her DNA for the greater good. And that's that's basically uh, the end of Heart of the Amazon Part 4. Uh <laughs> That was... The, pretty the, much. That's pretty <laughs> much happens in this book. They, the, there's lots of fighting, and then they find out who's behind this whole thing, and and then Dinah goes and sees him and offers up a DNA. That's, that's it. Um, now, let, let's talk a bit about the art. Now, David Messina did the art for the last book, which Paul and I both didn't like. And I didn't like what he did in this book. I reckon he did probably the first 14 pages and then from page 15 onwards
1: I better could, when the, I did I, I, I didn't mind the art in this book so much it wasn't it wasn't as noticeably inconsistent as it was last issue
0: I thought it was I thought the first remember
1: first remember Etta, remember Eddie Kennedy last issue like she at once she's a white dude and then at one point she was like she was like a black lady and then at one point she was had hair and then at one frame she didn't, she had her mohawk thing. Mm. Yeah, I remember that and I still think that
0: the first 14 pages were wildly inconsistent and I mean as in like Dinah's face. She just looks, I mean you look at her on page 8 and it, it just doesn't look good at all. But you know what the thing, was? I was on comics all and people were raving about that one last week about the art in you know, it. And I thought, how the hell can people? What, what are they looking at? Are, am, am I am I looking at a different book? But from page fifteen onwards, I was a lot better, a lot better. Um, everything about uh, what's the guy's... David Messina. I'm not a fan of his. I've decided. Just his, the other artist heaps better. Uh, the story is okay it, it's something you could imagine Wonder Woman probably doing you're saying look if this is going to help people if this is for the greater good then I will I will do it I will I will go and see this dude and if my DNA can save children from dying from horrible diseases then I'll do it um which is you know which is fine It it was over really quick
1: and it was a, it was a really quick read
0: yeah Absolutely. Um, so the the art, I give a... Uh, like I said, David Messina's part, I would have given a three for his art, but Indica Miranda was much better. Um, so that combined with the quick story, I gave this book
1: overall a seven. Yeah, I'd give this book six and a half. Yeah, it's... It's... Uh, I yeah. mean, the big build-up, you know, we have the... Uh, we have the assassins, which are quite quickly dispatched. One of them by a uh, by a cripple Candy. Just she just taps her cane on his chest, and oh, down he goes. Mm. Okay, uh, I see how threatening you are. And is Wonder Woman just goes to the leader of the Cabal, who looks like James Woods. <laughs> he's right wing right wing crackpot James Woods, who's got this slick back, and he's just. <laughs> Is he you know? on your
0: list? Is he on your crackpot list on Twitter? Is he on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well,
1: I'll, have to, I'll have to add him.
0: Mm, I'm sure he would be pleased. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, um, I've I, been underwhelmed so far by this Wonder Woman R and that hasn't helped.
1: Yeah, no. No, I was I, I was hoping for much more from Shea Fontana.
0: Me too. And bring back Merker and Dolpho on the art. What are you on? Why have you got David
1: Messina? His art's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not great. But the the annoying thing is there are some panels that actually look really good. Yeah, some do. And so it's I wonder if he just takes time on the panels that he wants to draw and just has ones he doesn't want to draw.
0: Probably that, that's his go. Might be. Yeah, I'd believe that. That's his that's old David Messina's shtick. stick. Yeah, that's their comic reviews. Let's talk. You've got Injustice too, haven't you? The game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see Black Manta?
1: I've seen the exclusive footage, um, and I fought a couple of matches against him.
0: Oh, what did you think? Because
1: you, you can you can do that. His, mo- his moves are cool. Yeah, cool, cool. I haven't. Cool. I haven't. I haven't downloaded the uh, Fighter Pack too because that's that's how video games get you nowadays. Like you pay. You plunk down 100 bucks for the game, and you're like, yeah, sweet. And then they're like, oh, yeah, don't you want to get Jason Todd? You're like, yeah, I do want to get Jason Todd. So then you pay the 7 bucks to get Jason Todd. And there's like, Starfire, don't you want to pay another 7 bucks to get Starfire? Yeah, okay, yeah, I do. Uh, and it, just every new character that they come out with, they're like, yes, I have to. I have to. I have to pay my, the, the other 7 bucks to get that character. So by the time they introduced another 10 characters you're 170 bucks in i would i would definitely want black manta but
0: hasn't it got like mortal combat fighters and stuff in it too
1: yeah it has uh raiden uh, uh yeah raiden uh, so it's uh jason um black manta raiden and hellboy hellboy yeah hellboy would actually be all right
0: but Manta, well, from what I've seen, Manta looks awesome.
1: Uh, he's he's comic book accurate.
0: If he looks got that the, cool in the movie, that's going to be awesome.
1: Got the big red bulgy eyes. Yeah, great, excellent. So uh, you haven't got him yet?
0: Have you got Jason Todd and Starfire?
1: Um, I haven't downloaded Starfire yet. I downloaded, um, I downloaded, and have been playing Grand Theft Auto Three. Oh, really? The past couple of weeks, so yes, yeah, so I, I do generally prefer my video games fifteen years old.
0: You've been playing NBA Jam this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that game. The, what's but,
0: the, the 2010 version.
1: Yeah, cool. On the on the Wii. On the Wii. Yeah, we slam your thing down. Boom, a lock. Yeah. So good, so good. No, I love uh, I love Grand Theft Auto Three. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Which one was that? Oh, your uh, uh, it's uh, Liberty City. Yeah, yeah, I remember playing that. And uh, your dude communicates with all of his informants and stuff with a pager. <laughs> like after it's time for the next part in the game, like your pager goes off, and it's like, "Yeah, welcome <laughs> to two thousand two, baby." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> awesome. you, you, like Grand Theft Auto Four and Grand Theft Auto Five, like, just they're too complicated. Yeah, there's there, there's too much to do. There's too much happening. And I can't keep track of everything.
0: I I whenever I play the Grand Theft Auto games, I don't even bother. Tr- just trying to do the um the missions. I just try and see how how far you know you got like your your wanted bar. Yeah, I try and get that. So I'm chased by the police helicopters and that sort of stuff. I, I, that's all I do.
1: Six stars. Yeah, the FBI starts to chase you. Yep. In uh in Grand Theft Auto Three, you get to six stars and they bring out the tank.
0: Oh, cool. There's
1: there's there's a couple of where they will drive the tank and it'll get wedged between two buildings, and all you have to do is um is just take out the guy driving it, and you can get in the tank and drive around yeah, in the that's, tank. That's so good. It's a, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> see, well, that's all I do when I play Grand Theft Auto. I'm not interested in doing any of the other stuff. I just want to drive around and, you know, get tanks and helicopters chasing me. And I'm happy. <laughs> hey, um, we've talked a little bit about some of the casting for the uh, Titans series. So we, we know that... Um, Raven and Starfire have been cast. Well, today it's been revealed that uh, Brenton Brenton who was in Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales, which I don't know if you about you, Paul, but I certainly didn't rush out to see it has been cast as Robin. Uh-huh. Have you seen this kid? Nope. Well, do a quick IMDB search. He's twenty eight.
1: Okay.
0: So he is um Australia's own. Brenton Twice Australian actor in the show. He was also in uh, Maleficent.
1: Which I did not see.
0: Me either. Uh Gods of Egypt.
1: Which I did not see.
0: Me either. And a whole heap
1: <laughs> guess what else he's been in? Uh if well I'm gonna guess if he's Australian he's been in home and away.
0: Correctumundo. Yes He is he's, uh, he's from Cairns Originally Beautiful part of the world Have you been to Cairns? No Nice place
1: I've n- I've I've never been to Queensland Would like to go
0: Yeah that's the only part of Queensland I've been to is Cairns And, and that sort of Far north Queensland area Very nice part of the world
1: uh, We have a uh, We have a friend who's 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 working up in Darwin For the next couple of weeks Oh really? Yeah. Huh. It's uh yeah I've 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 always wanted to go to Darwin. Well, yes, I have I've lived there.
0: So I don't know, I don't know. I'll tell you what. It just seems like an interesting place to visit. It is an interesting place to visit. I would recommend that every Australian goes and visits Darwin at least once because that that sort of whole part of Australia is so different to the to the south. It's so different to, to, to Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane or Hobart or Adelaide or wherever. It's just like a whole other country. It's fantastic. And as much as I didn't like living there, I loved holidaying there. And, yeah, we're planning on going back in a couple of years. If you go do the Jumping Crocodile Tour.
1: What's that?
0: You're in the Adelaide River and they get, like, big... Like chunks of meat on sticks and they splash it on the water hold the stick up in the air and the crocodiles these wild crocodiles come jumping out of the water and grab the meat off the sticks
1: wow that's cool
0: it's awesome it's so good um, It's a, yeah you do it but yeah I, um, Darwin a very interesting place too um, more languages spoken in Darwin than any other city in Australia
1: like what? what languages are spoken in Darwin?
0: Oh, well well English of course and then there's all the different indigenous languages spoken there Um, big Asian population in Darwin as well because it's so close to Asia okay Uh, lots of Filipinos so uh, Indonesians Chinese you know so there is lots and lots of different languages also has I think one of the biggest Greek populations in Australia outside of Melbourne oh that's interesting yeah lots it's a very very multicultural city Darwin
1: Oh, interesting. Mm.
0: If you go to the Mindle Beach Markets you'll what, yeah. When I when I worked up there when I was running a um house in Darwin, um I had staff from all over the place. I had staff work for me from Australia obviously, New Zealand, Indonesia, Nepal, Fiji, East Timor, Zimbabwe, South Africa, the USA, all over the place.
1: Hmm. Mm. Good, good stuff. Yeah. So uh, I've never been. Uh, I've never been north of Sydney, basically.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. No. I well, I haven't been to to southeast Queensland or central Queensland, where where a friend Adam calls home in Brisbane, and he's I know he does go up to uh, places like Rockhampton quite a bit. Never done that part. Haven't even been to Town and Cairns, Port Douglas, and. That sort of area up north, Daintree, beautiful part of the world. Great barrier reefs out there. Done the reef. (laughs) I recommend it. Very cool.
1: Very cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Now, do we have any other news? No, I think that's it. All right, well then, um, cue the jingle.
1: There were some scientists trying to figure out the Sasquatch riddle. Then they figured out it was a missing link.
0: It's time for this week in Bigfoot, hashtag TWIB, the segment that has taken the multiverse by storm. That's right, the multiverse.
1: What do you got for us this week, Paul? Okay, I actually have two things. Oh. Yes, so this comes to us from the Charlotte Observer uh, by Mark Price. Uh, so that's uh, MS Price at charlotteobserver.com if you want to get it personally. Uh, filed August 31st, 2007, 2017 at 1047 a.m. So this North is really Car- fresh. This is like yesterday fresh. Yeah. So, so we have North Carolina's reported Bigfoot sighting has spawned plans for a Bigfoot festival. Oh, the, great. The same Western North Carolina group. Mm-hmm. That's... That's an interesting phrase that recently reported a Bigfoot sighting in McDowell County is now planning a Bigfoot festival in downtown Marion. Joe E. Bruner, our old mate, Joe, creator of the Bigfoot rescue group Bigfoot 911, said the event is set for September 2018. So clear your calendars, everyone. It will be in the normal festival setting with a Bigfoot twist. We have a lot of special things planned that we can't release at this time. Well, I'm sure if they did something, it would just be grainy out-of-focus footage anyway. (laughs) The Marion Business Association and the McDowell County Chamber of Commerce are supporting the idea, believing the festival will be great exposure for the county, which is about miles north of Charlotte, the McDowell News reports. Organizers believe it will be the first such festival on the East Coast. There are currently Bigfoot's in a handful of Western states, including, of course, Oregon and California. (laughs) Uh, In fact, my next Bigfoot. Uh, news comes from Oregon. Big One One's recent report of a Bigfoot sighting rekindled interest in the topic of the country's best-known mythological beast. And then it goes on to uh, to talk to uh, tell you if you didn't know that Bigfoot is an ape-like creature. The nation's backwoods is also known as Sasquatch.
0: Hmm.
1: So when was the so, festival? Uh, the festival is going to be 2018. Oh, okay. September 2018. There, it's. Plans are underway.
0: Man, I hope it's when I'm on holidays.
1: North, North,
0: North Kakalaki.
1: Better go down. Yeah. Clear, clear, clear your calendar.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I'm excited for that. So, uh, and uh, bookmark com just so you can keep an eye on it.
0: Yes, what a juggernaut they are.
1: Yeah, well, when news breaks the mcdowell news is all over yep okay now my next story is very near and dear to my heart because it is from kval 13 eugene Whoa. Oregon. yeah so sports anchor versus sasquatch the sequel eugene oregon uh i don't have a byline for this just kval sports staff eugene oregon a rivalry was born this- it's being called many things man versus myth flair versus fortitude sports anchor versus sasquatch Thursday night, KVAL sports anchor Sky Muller took down the Sasquatch with a convincing win. Muller made sure to let everyone know what happened. So it was at a Eugene Emeralds game. The uh, Eugene Emeralds. Baseball team. Are a, yeah, they're a, they're a minor league farm team for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Sky Muller, who apparently is a sports anchor, uh, beat a, as a Sasquatch in a foot race around Civic Stadium. Well. There you go. You can you could you can watch video if if you want. Really not that interesting.
0: Well, the the, the Eugene Emeralds have a Sasquatch logo. Yes, they do, and it's a, it's an awesome logo. It's Sasquatch using a like a giant tree, like a bat. Um. So and Sky so there Muller, you go.
1: Sky Muller's a dude. Sky <laughs> Muller is a dude. Yeah, he sure is. Weird. <laughs> Why? Why that oh, weird? Because
0: how many guys do you know named Sky?
1: Well, I know one. Sky Muller.
0: Yeah, well, he's a person I've met named Sky. Has been a woman.
1: I've never actually met someone named Sky.
0: I've met Sky. a couple of Skys.
1: Sky Muller.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a... Maybe his parents didn't like him. Maybe they wanted a girl. Oh,
1: he's sports a sports director. Oh, hmm. uh, he's just a little too. Uh, so I I googled him. Hmm. Uh, this is his uh, official bio from the KVAL, Eugene, Oregon team. So he's the sports director. He's a graduate of the Edward R. Murrow College of Communications at Washington State University. Uh, so he's a uh, he's a bit of an overachiever then.
0: <laughs> what university did you did you go to? Uh,
1: University of Oregon.
0: Oh, the yeah, that's right, the Ducks
1: the ducks not the uh, uh Washington state uh they're the cougars huskies no that's um uh university of washington Oof. uw pretty sure washington state is the uh, they like the cougars you know the
0: they like cougars
1: well, yeah. they're, called,
0: they're called the cougars
1: i think oh, hang on washington state university washington state mascot uh Oh Butch! <laughs> Butch T Cougar is the mountain state. So they've got a cougar named Butch. Butch T Cougar. Yeah. Right. Okay. It, look, that's just too. We'll just leave that. That's low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the, the, the primary duty of Butch is to be an ambassador of W of a uh, WSU. He can be seen roaming the sidelines, <laughs> leading spirit chants and tossing tossing shirts into the stands. <laughs> But only if you throw in beads first. <laughs> I'll be tossing shade. I'll <laughs> ah, Throw throwing shade.
0: I've got um. I've got one. Uh, this is from Pennsylvania. It's from AOL dot com and the AOL dot com editors. This thing was not a bear. Hunt for Bigfoot underway in Pennsylvania. So this is actually from um, oh. So this is September 1st, 2017, am which is probably Ooh, the time
1: now. That's breaking news.
0: Then I clicked on the link, it's like June 27. So they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, whatever. Is Sasquatch hiding out in the woods of western Pennsylvania? According to the Post-Gazette, a team of hunters from northern California seems to think so. It all started when a couple from Crawford County in Pennsylvania contacted the godfather, air quotes, of all Bigfoot hunters to take a look at their property after finding what they believe to be mysterious footprints. Keith and Robin Moore live in a rural area of the county where they say they saw a large, bizarre-looking creature walking across their farm, covered in fur last year. Claiming to have, been to have seen a creature far more massive than a bear, the couple called in the help of Carmine Biscardi or the godfather of Bigfoot as he identifies himself. Biscardi has spent 50 years of his life researching legendary crap, viewed the couple's initial reports and visited the area earlier this week to conduct a more in-depth investigation. Me and the team are responding. We're, we're going to be checking the whole area out. We've got a lot of property to look at. CJ. Biscardi- Biscardi told KDKA. This is one of the pens where the creature is actually. They had to move the hogs out of here because something was climbing over the fence, you know, and killing the hogs, taking them out. The team, which consists of three generations of Biscardi men, so it's a family affair, this Squatch and Biz, oh. is using thermal image camera and setting up bait to hopefully get concrete proof he exists once and for all. I uh, want the reality to be seen as we see it, so if we see it in the real time as he records it, the whole world will get to see it in real time. It's not just stories. It's called reality, the senior Biscardi told reporters. So to capture the creature, the family says they're suspending peanut butter and sardines, high up in trees, at a height that's allegedly within their target's height. Um... So they're, they're uh, following many tips a day and they're getting closer to finding Bigfoot is what they're saying. They're also offering a million dollars to anyone with information leading to its capture. So the, the bit I took out of it, not the, the Godfather stuff, but peanut butter and something that they're using as bait, they're doing it all wrong. Glow sticks. Well,
1: everyone we know that. Knows,
0: everyone knows you
1: use sticks. Everyone knows that. What's wrong with these people? Maybe they should...
0: Coach the glow sticks in peanut butter
1: oh well that could be peanut butter and peanut butter and sardines is how you attract me from a long distance really yeah i yeah i eat uh I, I eat a tin of sardines a day yuck. either a tin of sardines or a tin of herring Ugh. i get this uh i get this i get these tins of herring in the in this like mango pepper sauce so good yuck so good tons of tons of protein tons of good fats no carbs Low cow. Good stuff. Feeding him a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. We've got five five or six tins of it in the pantry. Oh, that's disgusting. And peanut butter. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm all about the peanut butter. Our peanut butter's good. Dark roasted, crunchy.
0: We get we get the uh the American peanut butter from Audi.
1: Too much sugar. No, I don't eat it, sorry. What?
0: No, oh, I like peanut butter, but I don't really eat it.
1: Ah, you're crazy. I eat a, I eat a jar of, of maverick a week, usually. Hmm. So when I'm like, oh, I'm hungry, I need a snack, I'm like, peanut butter, just take a big spoon of it.
0: Do you think that um, Sasquatch looks smooth or crunchy?
1: Uh, I think Sasquatch is a, uh, Sasquatch is a smooth guy. You reckon? Mm-hmm.
0: I actually think Sasquatch would go for the crunchy stuff because you know, he lives in the wild,
1: so he would he wouldn't mind a bit of the the crunchiness. Well, that's why that's why he'd be he'd be all over the smooth. Like he eats is probably crunchy, like leaves, like fish. Like he would get the fish out of the river and he wouldn't be you know wouldn't debone it. He would just take it whole. Everything mm-hmm. would be crunchier. I think he'd I think he'd want a palate change.
0: You reckon? mm Hmm. But I mean, also, he's probably not spoiled for choice. It's probably whatever you know, whatever they offer him. So beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, true. So, I if I was going to be lathering my glow sticks in peanut to attract Sasquatch and sticking them inside a fish, I would use crunchy peanut butter because he needs he needs the roughage of the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Yes he does. We know fantastic glutes.
1: Yes he yes he does.
0: And he's got to keep him working, so you yeah, know that's 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 what I would use anyway. That's just me. So Okay. Any news for on Sasquatch, send it to us and we can talk about it. Um We haven't really got much else, have we?
1: Um for anyone who's still playing Pokemon Go. Legendary <laughs> Dogs. Legendary Dogs were released today. So, so go right. out. Go out and find some other people who play. Go find a radio dog. Go get your su- go get your coon
0: Okay. Um, oh, While well, well, we've got a little bit of time, what did you think about that link uh, that Adam sent us about the, the theory on Mr. Oz? Uh,
1: if that turns out to be the case, that is a seriously deep cut into into Superman mythology. So it was. It was dating back to what sixties. Yeah, we're talking like golden, over uh, Superman. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 not a character that I'd ever heard of before. I mean, not like I'm the encyclopedia of everything Superman, but I you know I I know most of the major players. There was um... in, in Superman mythology but it, it was only that character was only around a couple of issues and then they just sort of forgot about
0: him M. Roz or Roz M who was um, a Kryptonian who first appeared in Adventure Comics 304 so um, he used any facial surgery to make himself remember, <laughs> resemble Jor-El's twin brother nim Al, and they're part of Jor-El as well and he tricked Superboy uh, it tricks his life by pretending to be a red kryptonite-derived version of Superboy, and then replaced him on Earth for a while. Um, and he's been in the prison, in the Phantom Zone, basically forever. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, interesting.
1: Uh, look, I like a lot more than Mister Oz being um, Ozzy Ozzy Mandias. Mm. It's 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 more interesting. It's it makes, it actually, makes them read the thing. Yep. Like oh, okay.
0: The link that Adam sent us was from Bleeding Cool. If anyone's looking for it, well, like,
1: so it was. It's it's not like Bleeding Cool has any inside information or anything. It's just somebody on Bleeding Cool staff. Like oh, I think I figured it out, and I think this is what who Mister Oz might be. It was a fan. Theory. It's a fan theory. Yeah, yep. exactly. But it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, and also Wonder Woman comes out digitally today well yesterday oh. actually
1: oh great mm.
0: so uh, pick it up on up already and then uh, this month is when the um, DVD and blu-ray come out so uh, I'll get it and my wife can finally watch it
1: I'll definitely pick up the blu-ray yeah I'll, I'll get
0: it for sure Absolutely. I hope it I,
1: I hope it has lots of extras it's got, it's got the uh, Etalog. I love the uh, I love the extras they don't have these on DVDs as much as they used to like back in the uh, mid 2000s man every movie they got like hours and hours of featurettes and I, I love those
0: oh yeah sometimes you'd have a whole extra disc it was just you know
1: it's like the making of and yeah. you know this is what the director used for inspiration and this is how they film that one cool shot and now it's mm. there's really not
0: deleted scenes and you know character concept art and heaps of stuff
1: I don't don't see that quite so much anymore
0: I, I used to watch him, and I think I was probably the only person I knew that watched them. Everyone's like, why would you watch that? Just watch the movie. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm interested in this stuff. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm. So that'll be uh, that'll be awesome. Wonder Woman coming out. That'll be that'll be good. Can't wait. Yeah, great. Mm. I'll pick it up. Um, that's our show for this week. I think we're going to clock in at uh, well under an hour, probably 45 minutes. Oh, wow. The shortest one in history.
1: So Yeah, it is. Yeah, which is. It's a, it's a new record.
0: Which is fine because, you know, Paul works on Saturday, so that's all good. Um, and I'm off to Melbourne again this weekend. If you want to get in touch with us, Twitter, Country Geek. I'm at GBA26 and at Celtic Punkcast. And Paul is.
1: I am at Polly PMC. You can find at recap part as at At the recap part as well. A uh, new app will be doing probably Monday night. Um. Facebook.com slash city
0: geek country geek and city geek country get country geek at gmail dot com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget uh, the, uh, the new weekly Celtic Punkcast show comes out tomorrow, which is which will be Saturday Australian time on uh, bluesandready.com dot com. And uh, I'm still doing the monthly punk podcast for that. The uh, Celtic Punkcast and the Recap podcast and this very podcast are all members of the Champagne Pie pod- Work so um, get around the Champagne Podcasting Network which we haven't got a logo for so
1: nah, we will we'll, we'll get we it. will we'll we get will it. at some point
0: yeah um, everyone have a great week enjoy Wonder Woman if you're going to watch it digitally and uh, enjoy your comics Not, there was many this much again in a week's time so long